This episode of The Table Podcast is brought to you by Southern Fusion Barbecue Sauce. You can pick up some of that spicy Southern sweetness at southernfusionbbq.com. You're listening to The Table Podcast. This is more than just a podcast. It's a place we want to have beneficial, informative, and entertaining conversations, all from a Christian worldview. So thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can join the conversation, too, by emailing us at thetablepodcastsc at gmail.com. The podcast starts in three, two. One. The audio for the Zoom meeting, and then I go from there. So that's how I do it. Yeah, that's cool. I really can't tell audio levels until I get it into post production. So it's just baseline. Um, well, Chris Mead, what's up, man? Jimmy McFarland. Uh, I feel like we. Um, I feel like we're doing a radio show. You know, it was a, just bringing back some memories. I was laughing because you would be late to your own podcast show. <laughs> You brought back a lot of memories real quick because when I would have to call you to wake up, hey man, hey, we're on the air. The show started ten minutes ago. Yeah, so that that's kind of where this whole thing started. So, uh, Chris, first of all, let me let me just do kind of the formal introduction here. Chris, welcome to the table or this thing that I like to call the table podcast. Um, glad you could join me. Um, so, just do this real quick before we get into all the other conversation. Um, just tell everybody who's listening. Um, you know, uh, who you are, what you do, um, and why you are awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, man, it's good to be here. Uh, my name is Chris Mead. I'm from Monk's Corner down in Charleston. And Jimmy and I met. Our connection was the old mass comm department at North Greenville College. The basement. The basement smelled a little funny. Ugh. And we had professors that didn't speak English. They were awesome. But... Um, <laughs> That's how we met, but I'm happily married to Whitney, and we've been married. We just celebrated our 14th anniversary. 14 years. The yep. meat has been tied down for 14 years. Congratulations. Yeah, so we've got two awesome girls. Yeah. Um, 11-year-old and 8-year-old, and they, uh, they're they pretty fantastic. It's a trip being a parent. But, yeah, we've got a um, – our video production company called Meat Agency. Right. And then also a Christian rock radio station that has evolved over the years called Radio Free Florence. And that's out of right. Florence, South Carolina. So um, that's where I moved out of, out of college after you and I yep. got finished at North Greenville. Right. Just got to work in Florence, man. Just got to working. And, and so it, we can even back it up a little bit. Kind of the predecessor to Radio Free Florence was all the work that you learned and and, and did through your major at North Greenville. A lot of people don't know this, but I mean, I claim that I helped you a little bit, but not much. I mean, I was there the night that the vibe went on the air. And um, that was kind of the, my first semester as a mass media or mass comm major. That's kind of where Radio Free Florence started or you, you cut your teeth. Is, yeah. that, is that kind of, is that safe to say? Oh, yeah. I mean, what what we built, you myself, Rachel, even Wes Watson. You remember yeah, Wes? I do remember. Wes is, Wes is why I know how to audio, uh, edit audio to this day. Yeah. You know, what we got started in, in launching the radio station at, in, at North Greenville is really what gave me a passion to do it again in Florence. So, right. man, I love North Greenville. We had right. a great time there. I don't know if I'd go back, but it was awesome. A lot of, I, I say kids now, man, because we were kids, but like the, late teenager early 20 20 year olds in their 
they're they've got the entrepreneurial spirit like what would you say to yourself if you went back before you started all that would you just say hey chris don't do it or would you say what what wisdom would you give yourself just myself if i went if i went back and started the radio station again in north greenville i think that um i would say don't work so much <laughs> have some fun, you know that's uh, true uh, maybe just cut up a little, but that that's part of who I am. You know, I just, I'm always working and I've, I've learned my lesson the hard way over the years. So right. I give my wife a lot of credit for right. really helping me kind of balance out realistic expectations and a healthy right. you know, work balance life. But um, right. I think that that'd be the biggest thing is yeah, definitely go get it and, and do it and build it and work hard, but play a little bit more. So you graduated North Greenville. And you said, hey, why did you pick Florence? Why? Because you're from Monk's Corner. Mm -hmm. And so uh, why? what was it about Florence that, that kind of said, hey, we're going we're gonna to put, put a Christian radio station here? Yeah, so my connection to Florence, so I ultimately prayed about it, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. What am I supposed to do? Right. I knew I wanted to get involved. And, and, and start a station of some sort. Um, yeah. My connection to Florence was my youth minister in Monk's Corner had transitioned to Florence. Right. And so that was mid-college. Um, so he had already built up this huge network of youth ministers. And he was like, hey, man, what are you going to do after school? Um, right. So I told him I wanted to start a station. He was like, well, why don't you come to Florence? I'll introduce you to some folks and yeah. You know, I met these awesome guys and they had no idea what was involved with the radio station. It was like, yeah, yeah, you know, come right. on, do it here. Right. Um, so ultimately, long story short, that was my connection. Florence is a, it was a great place for me to get started. It's a funny town, you right. know, just like any other small town in South Carolina. Right. Um, the tough part about Florence is. It's Florence. <laughs> well, you know, it's got great. There's great people in Florence. Yeah. You know? There's yeah. really great people. <laughs> I met my wife in Florence, but you're an hour and a half from anything else. Right. So it's literally this giant fishbowl and it's mm -hmm. just either all in or all out. So. Yeah. So you're planning, you're planting that radio station there in Florence. And of course, I remember um, you invited me down. I remember you, you kind of put it out there for me to kind of come down and help you. Um, and I, and I want to say this to you, that's probably one of the biggest regrets I have post-college that I yeah, didn't, thank you, jerk. You that, jerk. that I didn't follow through with you <laughs> and, and come down and I, I had a lot of other things impeding my judgment. I'll just say that. Um, but I, I wish I would have, would have stuck that out and, and come hung out with you in Florence and just like given, given it the go. But, um, I remember one of the big things when you were getting started down in Florence was, the other competition. Mm -hmm. So as a grassroots radio station, what, and of course, you know, you don't, you don't have to name names of radio stations or anything like that, but what was some of the biggest challenges you had as a grassroots radio station, mm -hmm. especially Christian radio station, uh, getting started, um, in that area with so many of bigger, you know, chain style radio stations or whatever you want to say it, what were some of those big challenges? Yeah, no, I, I like that question. I think it's, Anytime you have a vision or an idea, you want to try and do something, there's there's always going to be 
some sort of pushback or challenge. Um, for me, when I first got started, my challenge actually turned into my advantage. And uh, what I mean by that is that we did not have an FM license. Um, there was not, and without getting into too many details, the government just doesn't let you apply. Right. They only open a small window to apply. That's right. usually once every like seven or 10 or 15 years. Like it's mm -hmm. very much like a dinosaur right. model of technology. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I started a website, RadioFreeFlorence.com, and we started streaming audio online. So this was right when Napster came yeah. out. And this was like 2006, 2005 ish. 2005. Yeah. yeah. And this was, you were streaming radio before TuneIn, before iHeart, before any mm -hmm. of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So that, that was tough because we would, we would go around and, yeah, we're starting this radio station. Oh, and it's, you can listen right now. Oh, well, what's the number? Well, it's not a number. You have to go to the website. And listen. Wow. Oh, I don't get it. Well, just go to the website and check it out and tell me if you like it, you know? So it's kind of, but that actually turned into an advantage because we became this cutting edge out in front of all the radio stations, all the FM stations, right? You know, they were being run by older adults who had no idea what yeah. streaming audio meant. And so we actually were ahead of the curveball with them. We had a cooler studio Mm -hmm. big budget places and then we were already streaming online so that actually even though it was a, a, a huge challenge right. um, and then the flip side is the fundraising part i mean that's right. always a challenge mm -hmm. still is you know yeah. um there's nothing easy about that but so y'all do y'all officially have an fm or am signal now or is it yeah we okay. got our fm about eight years ago okay so it's 92.5 in Florence. It, yep. it covers, I would say the radius is probably about a 15 mile radius around yeah. the city of Florence. So it's not a huge signal, but it covers Florence. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, we reach about a hundred thousand people within that signal. What's funny is, is that your icon on my phone is still the 92.5 uh, radio for the old. I don't know if you still have it. It's the kind of the, the, 50s, 60s cartoon guy taking a bow or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's that, that's the logo that's on my phone. Yeah. So you had your challenges with Radio Free Florence. When um, when did the – because I know you eventually changed how everything was shaped with mm -hmm. Radio Free Florence, and then the meat agency started to come into kind of fruition. So mm – -hmm kind of walk us through that what what did that what did that look like what where did that come from what what kind of cropped up there yeah no i i when you and i met i was so passionate about radio um and that's all i wanted to do was radio right, right. but you know mr gopal he <laughs> our professor um yeah. who i still I, I love this guy he's so genuine and yep. uh he would do anything for you, but we at North Greenville, I think MassCom probably had zero budget. Yeah. You know, Joyful Sound <laughs> had like $2.8 million or something. Oh. Um, MassCom had zero budget. So he literally got 15 computers out of the dumpster wow. and took the parts of those 15 computers and made two working editing 
video editing computers. Wow. Um, that's how I learned nonlinear editing, mm-hmm. which yeah. um, is an antique. I mean, that's an outdated term. I mean, just editing in general, we right. learned on those busting up computers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, was, I was kind of frustrated with video and, and how that worked. But in, in Florence, the church, I was, I was actually started doing youth ministry part time. Right. The kind of tent made to start a radio station. Yeah. And then I just pulled the cord on that and quit doing youth ministry and just completely fundraised my salary. How long did it take you to, to be led out of student ministry? It didn't take long. I would say like two years. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's something. Yeah. Um, I could, yeah, we could talk all day about student ministry. Yeah. I've been, been doing it for eight years, man. It's, um, but no, so then, you know, I, I got, requested from this church hey can you make a video for us okay and i had like this little handheld jvc camera and i went to best buy and bought some software i put it on my laptop i knew nothing about computing hardware right what it took to what kind of right right i put this video together and they loved it and then so they came back and said we want another one and so i said well i'm gonna need like $5,000 $5,000 to buy some legit equipment. And they were like, yeah, okay. And they, they, they just said, okay. Yeah. Just, they were just like, whatever. And, you know, for me, that was a huge eye opener because number yeah. one, I didn't even really want to do the video. Right. But I was being asked to do another video and I put out a number and they didn't blink an eye at it. So, wow. you know, meantime, I'm trying to raise $5,000. It may take me three months to raise that. Right. So, um, that was a big eye opener for me was that I was being asked to create something. I saw that I had a real skill and yeah. a trade with yeah. that and that people were willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, you know, yeah. I love video. And so it actually was a big challenge for me. The more successful I got with video production and the more money I made with it, that was happening a whole lot easier than yeah. the radio station. Um, so I struggled with that. And it mm. wasn't until I would say probably right at the beginning of my marriage mm-hmm. where I was like, I had my first nervous breakdown. Just, oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'd say a nervous breakdown, but I had a breakdown, you know, just completely <laughs> overwhelmed with the amount of stuff going on running a radio station, doing a video business. Wow. And my wife pulled me off to the side and she said, we're, we're going to the office. We're getting a huge, you know, notebook size, massive paper, sheets of wow. paper. We're going to write down everything you're doing. So we wrote it all down and she said, okay, you gotta, you gotta pick what you're going to give up first. Um, so basically we formed a first part-time job, which was a secretary and, wow. um, because of her uh, natural ability to see that, right? That's how we grew pretty quick, just with you know, the, with video and, and the radio station, just having that knowledge and insight. So that was a that was huge for me. Was right. seeing that I was completely working too much. Right. She was able to really kind of show me, hey, you're doing way too much. You, you it's time to make a hire. So. That was tough. And that was the, was that the beginning of meat agency or the meat agency? 
uh, or it did start it, off as media video production, media no video productions. Yeah. Okay. And that turned that we switched to the media agency once we started hiring people. So, so officially now help me, help me understand the, the, where you lie with the radio station. Now I know that that has a board that has, is mm-hmm. it kind of running as its own management type deal or is it? Yeah, the stations, um, I would say when that, we had not gained our FM status at that point when we right. started growing. Um, it wasn't until, <clears throat> let's see, 20, whatever, eight years ago is today, 2015, 2014. Okay. Yeah. When we got the FM. So yeah, but yeah, the station's kind of self-running itself mm-hmm. now got excuse me a small team in florence and i go back occasionally and okay do some things and meet with people so yeah and so it's a it's a full-fledged running radio station and if you're anybody that's listening to the podcast they uh, you go if you're going to myrtle beach this summer you go through florence yeah um and so uh it's 92 point was it 90 92.5 or 92.5 okay that's a that's a country station here in the upstate but uh but if you're going through florence south carolina it's 92.5 on uh your radio dial um and and it's not is it still is the format still um off the beaten road non-typical christian music yeah that's a great way to put it i would say the the most we try to play the most diverse christian music that's out there if it's rock or if it's worship or if it's indie you know, we, you, you may hear some worship, the, you know, Bethel and that type of thing. Right. Um, yeah. but we really try to give an opportunity for other great music to get some, some airtime. So, right. um, but yeah, we're surrounded by country signals. So I'm, I'm sure we tick off a ton of rednecks. Like, <laughs> what is this? What is this garbage talking about Jesus up in here? I want my Morgan Wallen. Give it to me anyway. <laughs> Um, that didn't take long to slip back into that, did it? No. Um, but uh, I think it's fascinating, Chris, because you are you are a story of of true, like entrepreneurial, go get it. And um, what's awesome is it took your wife to to grab, like, say, hey, Chris, you're you're doing way too much. You need to focus in on what's going on here. And we need to kind of go in some direction, some some clearly stated directions. Is that is that safe to say what she did? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so then it, the media production group grows into meat agency. So kind of tell the story there of how all this kind of it, it, it it's grown over the years, and it's just not been a oh you know you just backed into like you you've busted your tail at doing this. So how yeah. did this all come about? The, today is actually our 15th anniversary for Meet Agency. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think the, the bottom line is, is having the right people on, on board. I've learned that lesson the hard way. You know, I've experienced all kinds of stuff with hiring the wrong people. But um, under, we, I, I know who we are what value we bring to other organizations who our core customer is, you know, I mean, if if you ask me today, who do we serve? It is most likely, I would say 70% of the time. Well, even higher than that. Um, It's a, someone that is over a marketing budget for a medium to large organization. So 
Volvo cars or Honda of South Carolina or, you know, electric cooperative that they have a need for right. video if it's internal, external branding, whatever. Right. That's who our customer is. And right. so being able to kind of, you know, I started off doing wedding videos after this church hired me and then right. did that for a while. And then I got sick and tired, you know, um, we just learned that we can't offer everything to right. everyone. And we actually grew so fast. We, we started getting into the Christian market with video. Wow. Uh, we linked up with, um, Proverbs 31 ministry mm-hmm. in Charlotte, and we were producing at one time for them. We did, I think, a three or four year run with Proverbs right. from about 2014, 2015 to 2019. And that was as they were, they were really kind of coming into the forefront of, or had they been there and y'all, they just kind of called y'all and said, hey, we need y'all, we need help with video production or was it so, kind of- Simultaneous. It was, it was actually like a July 4th week. I had shut down the company, you know, to let everyone have vacation. And then Wes Watson called me. <laughs> Wes is a pilot. And right. uh, Lisa Turker's former husband uh, is a pilot as well. Okay. So they were friends. And Wes said, hey, man, they've got this videographer, but she's out. They're launching this brand new app. Um, right. it's video driven. It's called first five. They're going through the whole Bible over the next, you know, four years. And they need like 12 videos shot tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I just let my whole staff go on vacation. So it looked like you were loading some video equipment in a truck and, and I, heading up to Charlotte. I was in a truck heading up to Charlotte and we were in uh Meredith Brock's house. Oh gosh. Um, and it was full of windows. And so I was like taping blankets up on the windows. And I had like, I did not have the right gear. I had oh, like gosh. Zoom recorders and DSLRs and all this stuff. <laughs> um, the teleprompter that they brought was broken. <laughs> and I looked at Meredith Brock and I said, hey, your teleprompter is broken. There's no way like this is happening. And Lisa Turkers looked at her over to us and said, it has to work. And so the air conditioner <laughs> was broken in there. So I ended up duct taping the oh teleprompter. Gosh. And so long story short, that turned into this huge opportunity for us. And right. we were contracted to produce around 200 videos a year for them. Wow. Um, so it was just like a ton of work. And then we got launched into meeting all these other people. Right. You know, we met... Katie McCown, who was the wife of Luke McCown, who is the quarterback, one of the quarterbacks for the Saints. Yeah. You know, we started yeah. doing stuff for her. So that was cool. And we, so we went down that road for a little while. And then we started growing all of our marketing services. And so we've gone through this like roller coaster ride of mm-hmm. opportunities and growth and abilities. And now I feel like we really kind of know who we are, what we're yeah. doing. And so we serve. Anyone from you know the corporate world, world or ministries. Yeah. So are you are you open to the like? Can the public just call you and say, "Hey, looking to do videos for X Y Z," and yep. do that as well? Yeah. Um, so we do that, and then we'll see. Sometimes that turns into like a like a year long type of relationship. Okay. Okay. And so it, it Proverbs thirty one was kind of the the Proverbs thirty one project was was kind of pushing you over the edge a little bit to, Hey, really beef up the equipment. 
and all of that. Like I'm looking right behind you right now. You've got a, uh, uh, it looks like a three or four axis gimbal for a camera. Is that right? Right over your shoulder. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Uh, Ronin something. I don't okay. Know. Yeah, but uh, you, you just don't, you just don't off the hip buy that equipment. You know, you, you, I think what what frustrates me now in the video world is is to think about the access to technology. If we had the access to technology that is today mm-hmm. at North Greenville, it's crazy. I mean, we're sitting here thinking, you know, I'm I basically have a mini radio station in my office or at the church that I work at right now, and it's less than three hundred bucks. Yeah, and that that's that was a, unthinkable a few years back. And so from Proverbs thirty one, that was kind of the catalyst. Let me ask you this: What was that? What's been kind of one of those uh, moments where you realized that that this was a super challenging project? Like, oh my gosh, this is maybe a little bit bigger than, or, or how are we going to pull this off? Or, mm-hmm. or like, well, what was your first got, project like that? Yeah, we definitely got stretched, and <clears throat> I would say in the um, debt because it was so much work, we had to dedicate so many people to the work, you know, like one person was just dedicated to editing. Right. But, um, yeah, it took, I would say after running this business for 15 years, I'm still buying equipment, you know, it's not like you just go out and buy everything at once. Right. You know, my piece of advice would be if you're starting up or trying to grow your business buy quality, rent something first, Mm-hmm. See if you like it. Okay. You know, if you like the equipment, then buy it. But buy the better thing. If you buy cheap equipment, you're gonna buy it twice. Right. Right. That's so true. buy something that's quality. Yeah. Even if you it takes longer, or if you instead of getting two lenses that are mediocre, get one great lens. Right. You know, that type of thing. Get right. So there the that part is just, just like any other business, you're always investing back into it. Um, but the thing that I learned with that particular job with them was I really liked doing educational content. I love it. You know, I love that method. I think that, uh, we also learned a lot of other lessons, um, within that, within that job and everything that, uh, we just took that wisdom and knowledge to our future and, right. and what we're doing now. So, and you know, the other goal too is, is, and what's important is maintaining relationships. Right. You know, that's such a big part of a successful business is, you know, my goal is to not sell one hamburger to one customer, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm having to, to sell to 400 people, 400 hamburgers. I'm trying to sell, I'm trying to get that guy to come back every day. I'm selling yeah. a hamburger to him Monday through Friday for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let, kind of segue in maybe, maybe a little bit away from the video side of stuff. Yeah. You also do uh, audio and podcasting. How much on the audio and audio production side of things do you do? I know um, is your wife's, you know, social media stuff all housed through the media agency, or is that something that she just kind of does on her own? So audio and podcasting, we actually hired a sound engineer. Oh, wow. Um, his name's Kevin Smith. He ran his own audio recording sound studio in Florence for about 16 years. He left and went to New Spring mm-hmm. uh, and was running sound for them. 
and uh, he left them and came to us. He's been with me for about seven years, so he's our sound guru. Yeah. But yeah, so we we do a variety of like live sound for events or right. you know audio recording, podcast recording. If we need to record a band live, like an acoustic set. Yeah. You know, we bring him in, and he just kind of blows their mind with wow the quality he can capture. So yeah, you know that's something we offer because we have him. Yeah, I have some audio knowledge, but not on his right. level. Now I saw you uh, through your social media. I saw y'all um, y'all had set up a podcast with with uh, three people, four people the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, do y'all do y'all take a setup to? I mean, I mean, can somebody just call you and say, "Hey, I want to get into the podcast business," or uh, can you run an audio setup for me or whatever? Like, is yeah. do y'all do that? I mean, seriously. So yeah, like right now I'm recording for you. I'm recording on this road little i wonder if i can hold it up for you oh yeah this is a little yeah and i've got a case for it yeah so we kind of about you know we've got a couple locations and kevin's out of florence he runs a florence station right this thing's awesome because as a hard case you can fit four of these pod mics this is a pod mic right you literally what what our clients love is when we come to them and right. so to be able to like what you saw on social media, that was for MUSC, which is the major hospital system down right. here in Charleston. I mean, they employ like 17,000 employees or something right. great like that. So, you know, he can roll in with one case and a couple of cables and boom. Right. And, and so they're, they're like, Hey, we want to do a series of podcasts of, of 12 episodes and, yep. and then they about- don't want to edit it. They don't want to edit it. So we'll edit the content. As well. And you do a, you, you take and create the, the show bumpers and the intros and the out, all this other stuff, the bedding and all that. And all they do is sit down and record the audio. Yeah. Well, damn, yeah. Chris, what do you not do at meet agency? My man. <laughs> We don't do wedding videos. Don't do okay. All right, that's the big question I want to ask you. Why did you get it? What was the big thing that you just said? And you don't have to name names, but what was the big thing that you said? That's it. I'm done with weddings. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I think the biggest thing was, you know, a lot of our. I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer that question, but I'm gonna go okay. Broader <laughs> <for saying, laughs> uh, Every employee that we have has a kid, a family, you know, a spouse. Right. Um, And so we really try to cater our business to companies who like normal business hours. You know, we, we, we still end up doing, we're doing a lot of work with Seacoast church right now down in in Mount Pleasant, a lot of stuff for them. And that requires filming on Sundays sometimes. So that, that can be tough, but with weddings, you know, I I had a newborn at home Mm -hmm. You know, my, my wife's tired. It was like a major source of income for us. It wasn't really an option at the time to not right. do them. But I remember specifically, I was filming this wedding and this girl, like I was like, hey, I'm, it's, I got everything. Thank you so much. It's, you know, she, she, it was time for her to pay me. Yeah. She's on the dance floor and she literally pulls out like <laughs> all this money in cash. And just starts like flipping through the the money, like hand. it was just I was from, from that from that area, from yeah. yeah, oh my gosh, in front of her whole family and everything. Oh and my goodness, I was already kind of burnt out on doing them, you know. But yeah. that was like, all right, I don't I don't do this anymore. 
Oh, sweat, sweaty money is the worst, man. But that's the, I mean, that's a big part of it is right. Is being figuring out what to say no to. Right. So right. I just start saying no. to me. Uh, You've got a lot of, there's a lot of questions that I've, that I've got here, but I, I think one of the big things is how does your, does the meat agency or, or uh, meat agency, correct? That's the name mm-hmm. of your business. Yeah. How, how does the meat agency approach a business and say, Hey, we can benefit because you we can benefit you because you you have uh some you know i don't want to throw names unless you you want to throw names of your clientele of the of the people that you you have but you've you've literally shown them the importance of social media in their in their business so talk a little bit about the importance i guess of how social media or how it can benefit a, a business even a mom and pop business. And I know this is kind of a duh, duh thing of like, oh yeah, you know, of course social media can help, but not just any type of social media. I think the right kind of social media management um, and how does the meat agency go in and help a company or a business do that like MUSC or, or any others? Yeah. You know, a lot of the organizations we work with have a marketing team already. And, and so Everyone's all over the map was as far as needs are concerned. Most of the time, and it's taken me a long time to get to this point, we wait until we are contacted by someone or referred right. to by someone else. Um, I don't spend a whole lot of time like cold calling. Right. Um, I do seek out new relationships and opportunities, but um, you know, it's it's really a matter of understanding who they are and who they are serving right? and where are their customers spending their time online. So, you know, it may make a lot of sense for a realtor to start a YouTube page and do a bunch of YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. If that's where she already is, you know, in reaching her audience, but maybe it makes more sense for her to do that on Instagram stories, you know? So yeah. a lot of that is learning, you know, who they're reaching and how they're currently reaching them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll uh, try a new approach to something. So we do have clients that we work with on an ongoing basis that we provide YouTube social media videos so that they're growing on their YouTube presence. Um, we do broadcast commercials for them. We do right. internal. So it's really a, a matter of understanding who they're reaching, and then also how it's making them more efficient within their right. right. So on this whole creation and all the jobs and all the clients that you've had, um, what has been one of the funnest uh, creation processes from start to finish that you've had to date with your with your company? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think. Um, well, top two, top three. You don't have yeah. to single one out. I would say like one of the coolest experiences I've done, I don't know if it's been the coolest product, but um, I was asked to go to Italy Mm -hmm. and film a brick oven pizza company. Oh gosh. So that was, uh, that was amazing. Um, You got to try the product. Of course. I gained 10 pounds in 10 days. (laughs) Are you serious? Dead serious. (laughs) Um, So, So how much better is Italian style pizza compared to American uh, pizza? Not even compared? Um, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So what what made that job fun? What was the, like, just, of course, the eating pizza? I mean, that 
that's a winner right there. But what made it fun? Yeah, the people, you know, the the people I traveled with, they were from that particular part of Italy. And so they knew everyone. Like we'd go in a grocery store and the grocery store would shut down. Like they wouldn't shut the door, but right. employees would come out and like hug the family. Oh, gosh. I mean, it was just cool because I got the whole true behind the scenes experience. Right. So that was pretty awesome. I think anytime we can really, um, one, I, I, one of the coolest projects that is very memorable is there is a uh, Navy destroyer ship that was commissioned in Charleston a couple mm-hmm. years ago called the, the USS Ralph Johnson. Mm-hmm. This was a big deal. Like the Navy was commissioning this ship and they approached us and asked us to make the commemorative, the, the commemoration. The United States government called Chris Mead and said, Hey, I we want you to make, we need a video. <laughs> so um, process, go back to the porch house and imagine telling that kid that one day the United States government is going to call you and ask you to do a video for one of their branches of their armed forces. That'd be, that would be tricky <laughs> for sure. But like at Carol, that time, we were just thinking about eating ramen noodles on the roof. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but that one, that one was special. This guy, he was African-American named right. Ralph, Ralph Johnson from the low country from Somerville. And he, long story short, he sacrificed his life. A hand grenade was thrown in his bunker and he mm-hmm. dove on it to mm-hmm. save his platoon. So we got to interview his family. We got to interview all of the people in his platoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got to go to the event on the, the what's the aircraft carrier in Charleston? I should know. Yorktown. This. On the Yorktown. Thank yep. you. And all of the big wigs were there, you know, and they, they played the video at the event, but also Anytime a soldier comes on to serve on the ship, they watch that video. Yeah. And it just tells a story about why it's named that. So, so, so anytime, anytime a soldier comes to be stationed on that ship, they watch your product. Yeah. And wow, Chris, that's awesome. You know, we've done some really fun things and we've worked with some really cool people. I, I would say from a celebrity standpoint, most celebrities we've worked with or big names are not fun people to hang out with wow um do you want to name drop or is that a confidentiality no i don't all right okay i will say you know like tim tebow he was really cool like okay he was he was great to work with um that was fun that shoot was fun um what did what did you what what was it that you shot for him so he was doing a cross promotion with lisa turkers and uh he was speaking out in alabama and she was in alabama right they rented, we rented some house and we drove out there. Me and my crew, we set up and right. filmed this like 45 minute interview yeah. with the two of them. Okay. Um, really, really cool experience. Um, I think just anytime you, you create something and watch people cry, you know, and, you, and right. people, that's very rewarding. Right. But I think the other part is just my team you know, the people that I've been able to work with right. um, over the years have been phenomenal. And that's been super rewarding to me out of everything because we do so much every day. Um, you know, that's been awesome. So you, 
you've talked a lot about like everything that you've accomplished, man, which I think is absolutely fascinating. But I, I think what's it, what I want to know, what just popped into my head was I want to hear maybe a story about a job that you have turned down or you said, absolutely not. There's no way that my agency is going to be tied to this blank company or yeah. blank business. You know, once again, you don't have to name names, but it, but it, but what have you ever turned anything down because of, you know, convictions sure. or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, we turn jobs down on a pretty regular basis. I wouldn't say a ton, but right. we definitely do. I would say not too long ago, but a little while ago, we had, we have a motion graphic editor on staff. Right. And this dude can create, like when you see ESPN and all this right. graphic, and he can, he makes that stuff. Right. Why he works for me, I don't know. Because um, <laughs> you're Chris Mead. Anybody work for Chris Mead? You know, oh, so yeah. he, they wanted one of those videos. And, but the more I got into it, they, so basically they, they created technology that is, uh, the size is thinner than a piece of hair. Okay. And it's a tracking technology that they can put in medication, food, or products. And they can activate that that technology tracking device through cell phone five G towers. See, you're getting all conspiracy. Like you are, you are like any conspiracy theorist that maybe listening to this is going. See, I told you, I yeah. told you, I told you. Well, so, and you know th- that wasn't a government thing. That was like a private company. So, oh gosh. you know, they, there's certain things like that when you're kind of have, you have to pump the brakes and say. I don't know if I want to be involved with right, this. right. So, so yeah, that uh, that's that's one of the things that I can imagine. So, um, but I everybody knows that with all these projects, especially when you're talking sound engineering, you're talking video engineering, you're talking creation, recording, scheduling, capturing B-roll, all this other stuff. Um, it can take a while to complete a project. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been one of your longest projects from start to finish? Mm-hmm. Um, like I know with like Proverbs 31, you, you had a couple of years that then, but those are like many little episodes, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah. just talking about one visual mm-hmm. entity or whatever you want to call it package. Yeah. What has been your longest project from start to finish when that's, you know, in those parameters? I have two that were done probably in around 2019, right before the pandemic, um, two very different projects. And they also happened uh, during a similar time. One was for a very large corporation that they had this piece of equipment without getting into too many specifics. It was the largest version of that piece of equipment in the country. Wow. They brought in this specialist and we had to record him every day all summer long and create like, Oh, hours and hours of footage. I mean, it was insanity. Um, the other one was we actually have created a full length 53 minute documentary film. On what? And uh, it's on Darla Moore and uh, Lake City, South Carolina. So okay. she's from that area. And Darla made it big on Wall Street in the 90s and mm-hmm. is now a billionaire. And wow. long story short, her father 
became ill and he was very passionate about history and preserving mm. um, artifacts and things. And so she bought a building and turned it into a museum. She moved home to take care of him and bought this building. And over the years, she essentially bought out most of downtown Lake City. Wow. Lake City was a tobacco town and died whenever they changed the rules. So the late 90s, early 2000s, it was like a ghost town. Mm -hmm. And so she has uh, initiated this art festival called Art Fields Mm -hmm. and it's brought the town back to life. You know, they've got these um, art galleries, art studios. They've got all these new businesses. Um, It's just a really cool story. So we were able to interview her and interview key people in the town. That was a, we already had five years of footage because we'd been working with them for five years. Um, But it was at 18, it took us 18 months to film and edit that project. So that's, you know, one, one project alone, that's our biggest one we've done. Wow. So how much memory did you have to use? Like, I, I know you probably external, external, external storage is, is. Yeah. Uh, we a were, necessity. <laughs> yeah. We were working with an 18 terabyte hard drive just for that one, just for that one project. So how did you fill it up? Yes. Oh my gosh. So, so when, like in, in situations like that for your client, do you take that terabyte and kind of store it and shelve it just in the event that that client wants to come back and access it, like in a library or whatever, or once they're like, once you're finished, is it, do you just wipe the hard drive and okay, we have the final copy of the movie. There you go. We're done. So it all, it just depends on who the client is, what the contract is. And some people, you know, some clients we work with on an ongoing basis, they have their own dedicated hard drive. Right. And so we store everything on that hard drive. And then mm-hmm. other clients, they hire us and we'll put it on one hard drive and they may call us a year or two later. Yeah. Oh, we want to use some of that footage. So we have to go back. Um, so it's this big juggling act of, um, in fact, one of our guys right now is working right. on uh, organizing some of that, but we, we try to save as much as we can. Yeah. I, I pretty much have everything I've ever shot since 2007. Wow. So, and, and so ever since that little JVC mini cam or whatever, yeah, you have everything from it that point. Somewhere. Yeah. It, it, so it would, is it in your, your library of tools now somewhere? Like probably in a box, like, you know, we keep, it's like we wish we had one server that housed everything, but we're yeah. just at that point where mm-hmm. we can make that investment. Right. Um, so we've just identified like great hard drives that work well to like plug in for a season. So right now we have four active editors oh, in God. two different locations. So we capture things and then we back it up on another drive. Um, so each editor now has their own hard drive that has some raid technology for yeah. redundancy You're right. and we back that up somewhere else. So oh, it's, gosh. it's kind of a thing, you know, cause we're, we average, I would say a typical week, anywhere from five to 10 shoots. And then we're also outputting five to 10 videos a week. Roughly. Wow. Wow. And, so and, that's, and, that's pretty average. And your company's grown from two employees to how many now? 
right now, in, including me, there's seven of us total. So um, at, the biggest we ever got was 11, and that right. was in 2017. Right. But um, you mentioned uh, yeah. you mentioned COVID a while ago, um, and you, obviously you survived COVID. So how did how did you guys survive COVID? Was it was it was it a struggle? Did you have to cut back? What? Um, how did the meat agency get through COVID? Um, a lot of people have asked me that, and I have a buddy or um, acquaintance. Their business structure was very a very successful video business, um, and their structure was a little different. Where they traveled the country, they worked for marketing firm marketing agency firms like right. big agencies and they would go all over the place filming the stuff. That's all. I, I mean, that was 90% of what they did. So when COVID hit, it was like major problems, you know, right. we really structure my goals to, to, to really have a, a diverse portfolio, you know, mm-hmm. of clients. And we, we are so fortunate to have awesome clients. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of our work actually helped our ongoing clients because, you know, normally if we were making an announcement video or promo video about an upcoming, let's say promotion or event they were doing that got changed into, well, here's an announcement on how we're handling COVID-19. Wow. Yeah. We saw a loss. I would say what what we lost were a lot of event driven. Right. um, Because people weren't gathering. No, and we still haven't yeah. made those jobs back up yet today. Wow. But what we where we gained was in informational. We did a lot of real estate. We picked up a lot of real estate um, right. jobs, not from agents, but from the, the companies like the builders. Right. So they were we were having to do these drone tours of neighborhoods and homes and stuff. And it was working. They were selling houses. So How many drones of, you go through? How many drones you wreck? Oh, you <laughs> Those things are expensive, man. Uh, when I buy it, I, I pretty much know I have a max 18 months with it. Yeah. 18 uh, months. That's I, was, I was doing a video for a friend, and uh, I and I was careful with the drone that I had. It was a Phantom 3. Um, it wasn't even a Phantom 3 Pro, but I was able to do 1080 in it. So it was, it was okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, wasn't even paying attention. The wind got a hold of it and I was doing a overhead shot of their house and it just plowed it right into the, the peak of their roof. And we mm-hmm. had to like get up on top of the roof and get it down. But, um, needless to say drones and any type of video recording equipment can be expensive. So, um, but Chris, man, um, dude, thanks so much for, uh, sitting down with me. Um, plug here at the table um but uh kind of tell everybody you know hey you don't do wedding videos and and but if you have a business or if you are looking to create professional video to up your website stuff do you do you do website creation is that a thing that we don't do website creation we have okay. a graphic designer in-house but you know we mainly do video production photography and sound okay um, motion graphics and uh, some graphic design, but mostly what we do is video. I, I would say, if you're not doing video, if you're if you own a business or involved in a business or communications, right? If you're involved with a ministry of some sort, yep, you have to be doing video in some sort of capacity. Yep, <laughs> been been 
playing that drum for a while, you know. So how can people reach out to you? Um, are you are you available to the upstate of South Carolina as well, all over South Carolina? You uh, well, of course, you'll fly to Italy to record pizza. So um, tell tell everybody how they can get a hold of you on social yeah. media, uh, websites, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so our website is meadagency.cc, M-E-A-D-E, agency.cc, like Charlie Charlie. It's like .net or .org. Right, right. .cc. Right. Um, and then we're on Instagram and Facebook. We're on YouTube. But yeah, check out our website. We just opened a brand new film studio. Wow. So the building I'm sitting in right now is our new headquarters. We've been here for three weeks. I've, I've been um, seeing it, keeping it up on uh, Instagram. I've been yeah, seeing all the developments. Uh, we just had our first shoot uh, at one this afternoon. We just did our first little shoot in here. Um, so okay. that's cool. And then the other thing I would say is check out our radio station. It's radiofreeflorence.com or yep. radiofree.cc. We're streaming 24 um, seven. If you want to check out my wife's platforms uh, on Instagram, it's at Whitney Mead. And then she's on TikTok as well. Right. Right. Uh, that's a whole nother experience. And, I, w- I would love uh, to have her. I'd love to have her on the table podcast, but I thought it would be pretty weird being that uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't interviewed you first about the meat agency. Be like, Hey, Chris, you know, you love it, man. Kind of weird, man. You love it. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this one, one final thing. Do you have any, uh, do you have any air checks from, from back in the day where Chris and Jimmy in the mornings, I do, man, I've got all kind of stuff, dude. If yeah. you if you could dig some of that junk up, that would be hilarious. And I just don't could, know how to play it back. It's on like uh, mini disc and stuff like that. Disc. Yeah. Oh gosh! <laughs> so you got to find a mini disc converter or something like I'll that. Find something, yeah, yeah. But uh, and and maybe Linwood's listening to this or Go Paul, and they're going, "Oh, we have it. We have it. We can. Yeah, we can definitely do it." Well, uh, Chris, man, thanks so much for sitting down with me, buddy. Um, it's good to hear from you. Um, I definitely, um, wife and I are looking at coming down into the Charleston area on our anniversary. So I may, I may hit you up and and say, Hey, let me come by and take a tour of the studio and, and come hug your neck. So, um, anyway, Chris, yeah, man, it's it's great to have you. Thank you for sitting down at the table, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Mead from the Mead agency. Uh, all the stuff will be listed in the show notes below of this podcast. So uh, go check them out if you need any audiovisual recording needs and all that other good stuff. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Table. Any information about today's guests will be in the comments section of this episode. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, feel free to email us, thetablepodcastsc at gmail.com. See you next week here at The Table.